0: Hello and welcome back to the Pilgrims podcast. My name's Archie and joining me today is Tom Kirk and Chris Allen. Yeah, last time I was on we were euphoric talking about a 6-2 win over Norwich. I wasn't here on the weekend but you guys were talking about Club Legends currently playing at Argyle. I don't think we'll be talking about Legends or euphoric victories today. That was, um, I was going to say abysmal. It wasn't abysmal, but it was a frustrating watch, wasn't it, Chris?
1: Uh, What's frustrating is that no one played particularly badly. It's like getting a group of people playing at 60% doesn't work in this league. I think that's my major takeaway. And we're starting to see... We said a few times, it was, you know, seeing different types of teams. Last night, we were playing a team that came not to lose. And last season, we struggled against teams that tried not to lose. So I think the frustration is that it wasn't like we had a shocker. It was just a bit toothless. Um, And it's probably a compliment too far, but it said to you guys in the chat, it felt like the last days of Arsene Wenger... (gasps) When you're kind of watching this football and thinking, at any point, is someone going to move the ball forward or do something positive? But I don't necessarily look at it and think it was a shambles. It was just, we came up against a team that did a, did the perfect job against the system that we tried to play. But yeah, fuming. Yeah,
0: no, you're right. It certainly wasn't a, sh- a shambles, was it? I mean, the first half was good. I don't think it was quite as good as, you know, large portions of social media said, you know, at halftime, we were cracking open the champagne and... It was all right. Well it? it was decent, but at the same time it felt Millwall you know, were probably all right with that. Forty five minutes of us kind of passing it around, not really making a clear goal scoring opportunity. Uh Tom, would you share that thought?
2: We're twenty-two shots and and we're not we're not XG merchants, we're not really stats merchants on the pots, so we're more about vibes. Um but the XG last like point seven so for a lot of huffing and puffing and a lot of lovely play which everybody seemed to celebrate like it was a thing for 30 minutes we created as much as a team would have created if they'd had nothing other than a penalty kick so um i how i assess it is again i'm i'm more concerned um, by what Chris said, in that I would love there to be a scapegoat. I'd love there to be, oh, Morgan or Ryan Hardy, you missed those killer chances. When we played MK Dons, Luke Jeff got, oh, you missed those chances. But nobody did anything wrong. Everybody seemed to execute the completely wrong game plan and no changes were made, um, which was really concerning. I actually thought, you know, we, our management team, were pretty good at that last year, at assessing it at the 60 minute mark, what needed to be done to not only get equalised but get a winner. And 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 into doing that, we were able to compete with, you know, a very good Ipswich team all season. And you can and I'm starting to see how when we don't make the right decisions, how far that gap is this year. Um so how I assessed it was, yeah, I've seen worse performances, but um I I don't think I've seen a defeat that's giving me more concern um for some time. Yeah. But yeah,
1: that gone. But that's the point, isn't it? If you go up a league, you have to be at the top of your game. 60% is not enough. And that that can be true if you come up against one of the flair teams that's going to tear you apart or someone that just knows how to defend better than an equivalent League One team. I think it's just, it's a sign of stepping up. It's a sign that last year, if someone had tried to do that against us, apart from a couple of exceptions, I mean, it was, yesterday was Lincoln, the amount of times we've said that, where it looked for 30, 40 minutes like we were going to, comfortably win but there was also a nagging part of you that said we've been here before this has got to use your word tom this has got the vibe of we're just not going to crack it today um
2: but a bit of resignation. That... there was a bit of resignation on it chris wasn't there whereby one goal down we know about the importance of it and said that in his post-match he went you know we're in trouble here. That if we go one down, we didn't want to let that happen. But it happened anyway because we're not going to keep clean sheets. Yeah, we're we're open. It's not our strengths. The only time that that's going to happen is if the, the opposition does something wrong. And I'm thinking of Watford of all the chances they miss. That's the only, that's the only clean sheet we've had. We're not going to do it. So we weren't really gambling because he had this fear of Millwall scoring a goal. Well, that happened anyway because. I just don't think we've got it in us to go a whole game without a mistake like that. But it, we certainly left the handbrake on. And then once they'd scored, it felt like we were still more concerned about, well, if they score another one, then we've got no chance. But we And then what the product of that, until about 80 minutes, we weren't really investing in very much to uh, urgently change the game round into a draw or a, or a
0: win. Well, let's. I mean, there's so many points to go into here, isn't there? Shui, this changes his approach. But well, let's kick it off with a goal. Is Kane Kessel Hayden yet again responsible for a goal? Or are we being harsh there? Shuey kind of alluded to it in his presser. Didn't specify him, but I think he could have done better. Could he not?
2: Well, um, he got the sponsors' of the match in the stadium, by the way. They must have been in the bar. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> Give the the man of the match to the to the one player who whose fault caused the only goal of the game at that point. Um yeah, look, I mean he's got he's got Trent Trent Alexander Arnerfields about him, he's a lovely player, isn't he? But um uh he's in a fullback role where perhaps his qualities are, are not um you know, of his defensive uh, traits and intelligence, more of his physicality and his um and his sight of the game from an attacking perspective, his control and his ball control, and, and how much ground he covers. Obviously, there's, there's a lot of qualities to Kane, Kessler, Hayden. But again, you know, I'm thinking of that Bristol game where he's miles out of position. Um, I, th- I think we know what we've got. I think we've got to control the things in our control. I think stopping players who've got a mistake in them, and those are the players that we've elected and recruited for this year, that's not going to happen. What we can control is the pace and the um, uh, jeopardy that we put into our... Into our attacking play, so yeah. I mean, look, Archie, answer your question because you asked about the goal. Yeah, it's a mistake, but I can live with that because Mm, yeah, we we led in two goals against Norwich and we scored six goals. The concern I've got is the investment that the team made in trying to change, create chances to change the game quickly. Because for for all the time that was invested knocking the ball around, you can't. you can't, it comes back to Chris's point about Arsenal-Vega, you can't score goals if you don't go near the goal. And the more you go near it, the more chances you've got. Yes, you open yourself up at the back. But this idea that we're going to sit back and make sure we don't concede the first goal, I, I can't see any evidence on what we've seen this season to suggest that that was a clever strategy. And let's remember, this is a home match against not one of the top side's In our division, I go as far to say that they are comfortably the weakest team that we have played at home this season. I include Huddersfield in that.
1: Yeah, it felt like that. But it's it's we've also we've got a bit Goldilocks, right? We started off conceding extremely late, then we went to a phase of conceding extremely early, and now we're conceding in the middle. And there is a little bit of me that says that is still us finding our feet around. You know, right? We need to get better at not losing at the end oh, my God, we need to improve our concentration now. We're, we're still learning. That team is still learning what they're doing. I think, for me, as the articulate tactician that I am, <laughs> <laughs> they they were more brutal when it mattered. That To me, those goals came about because they got three yellow cards in two minutes. At halftime, someone said, intimidate this lot. There's no they are quite lightweight and they do not like that style of play. And that I think it's easy to, easy to forget and I'm not condoning it necessarily, but if you feel that sometimes we might, might need to be able to do the same, I don't think there's someone that someone can go out and say, in the way that you can in football in 2023 without getting really penalized, slow them down. Cause I, I, I think that was a bit, it was like a shock. It was booking, booking, booking. And we, look
2: disjointed afterwards. Archie, you normally ask the question, so I'm going to flip this around. Mm-hmm. Um, oh dear. What? What? You're you're quite subdued as the question master there. So let's, let, let's hear this out because this, this does it. This hurts. I mean, one, we we don't like losing. We're not used to it. Um, and again, there's a lot of channels in our fan base, whether that be people who shout silly things, a moment of goals conceded at the ground or, certain forums and platforms on social sites which say a lot of negative things so my my inclination is for us to be positive and this to be enjoyable but there was a lot to not like about the approach yesterday rather than you know I feel like if we'd hit the bar a few times um or you know uh, missed or there'd been chances like we had at Birmingham away for example I think as a fan base we're pretty good at identifying a game where we haven't got the result that we wanted but there's nothing to worry about because other days we'll get. But that it didn't feel like that yesterday, at all. No. It felt like a blueprint was set for how to unpick us for all the world to see.
0: So, well, I mean, what's your question? Are we, as a fan base, able to see, you know, actual genuine negative negative worrying stuff when it is there? Is that the question? Well, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm asking you. We're, with a bit so, of we're a... so
1: negative; it's hard to be negative. Yeah,
0: yeah. 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 <laughs> kind of would. For the trees, kind I'm, of, I'm, yeah. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to ask. Schrodinger's
1: to... argle.
2: <laughs> we exist I'm, and
1: don't exist.
2: I'm trying to. I'm trying to ask us all with self awareness about like we don't like losing and we've just lost and it hurts. So let's be very. Let's be very careful what we say. But I think we should have the right to call out things that don't go very well because I think that the manager and the club have got so much credit with the bank. With me, They're, yep. they owe us. Yeah. Or, or uh, we we've got mistake. They they've got credit in the bank to make mistakes and do things wrong. But this and the Bristol game, the approach seems miles away from compared to last year, which was I, I, almost flawless management from start to finish last season.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think as a fan base, we're kind of split. That pound fifty gate kind of was a perfect example of that. And I, actually, I mean, that the story bores me to tears, but the bloke actually had a point. He executed it terribly. <laughs> but but <laughs> why I bring that up is it was a perfect embodiment of Argyle, the Green Army. You know, you've got people going nuts at him. You're not being positive enough. You're not being, you know, you need to be more grateful. Maybe they're right. Um, and then you got him who's really wound up about £1.50. And It's very black and white, like many things today, not just our goal, but society. And I think people kind of feel they have to be like that when analysing a game. Um, and like you say, Tom, we're kind of good with it, with the Birmingham get result when, you know, we were really unlucky. And then it's easy to be kind of, yeah, yeah, hold your head up, you know, things will turn. But this one, it's a difficult one because I think we weren't good, we were poor, and there's genuine reason. Um, to, to be concerned. Really genuine and more more, it's more than one thing. Yeah, there's a mistake from KKH, but there's Shuey's tactical approach, which I think needs to be questioned. There's Shuey's subs, which, to be honest, all season have been questionable. They haven't affected games like last season. And I think that then you kind of go to that point, is it the squad he's got? You know, chicken and egg. But I think there's really genuine reasons to be concerned here. Is it the end of the world? No. Do I think we'll stay up I don't know. I think it has be really close. But let's, you know, one at one at a time. Just on that. Go on.
1: Yeah, just on that though. When
0: interesting when you say you, you
1: kind of answer my question, but there's reason to be concerned. Like what what are we concerned about? Um Relegation? Yeah, no, I am. We're concerned about underperforming. I mean,
0: as a whole, yeah, I'm worried about going down. Yeah. I mean, I was worried about going down before we kicked a ball. I don't think that's unreasonable. Again, it goes back to what I think Tom's point was, is that you kind of frowned upon for saying, I'm worried about us going down. Of course I'm worried about us going down. At one minute, we're talking about, you know, a little algo with a tiny budget, and then we're saying, oh, we can't say that anymore. We need to look to the top six. It's madness. I think it's, you know, a good season is finishing 19th. That's completely fine. Um, Doesn't mean I'm not going to, you know, be... In it for the next eight months, uh, um, which which to me which to me means
1: we'll lose some games and yeah, look average I think, or Yeah, worse yeah, the, yeah, yeah, and, and I think that that's the the picture. And I think the I mean, yeah. part of me that thinks the worst possible next game is against another yeah. underperforming team. Like you'd almost be better off, like yeah. Norwich. Came to have a go, think, yeah. and we executed perfectly the other way. So, no, you're completely right. I mean, we've had a we've had a long history of doing well against the better teams in the division mm. in the recent era. No, you're right
0: in terms of we are going to lose more than we win. I'm quite sure about that, and we need to kind of wrap our heads around that as a fan base. However, yesterday felt so avoidable. It's 24 hours on. I'm still kind of seething mm. about it, and that's that's the point. I can hand. I mean, Preston, yeah, and Birmingham, Southampton. I mean, I couldn't take a whole season of you know, being unlucky, but we played well. And there was lots of bits to be positive about. Yesterday, it wasn't a shambles, but it was, it was mindless at times. And I said at 60th minute, I can't see a goal coming. Like, unless it comes off, like, I don't know, hard his arse. We weren't going to score. And it, oh, it was inevitable. Yeah. And that's where I'm looking at Shuey, And I love the guy, arguably our best manager of all time, but he's got, he's got to be held accountable for that.
1: The first half was not bad. And I want to come back to the first half in a minute, but the first, it wasn't bad. It was just when it, it was when they, when they scored, like if you, if you overanalyze it, it was a tight game and they scored first. And that was his point. I get, Tom, your point, but what he was saying was, no, no, I'm going to go, I'm going to go
2: £1.50 on you here, Chris, because we talked a bit about imposter syndrome. Yes. Uh, we know we've got the small budget. Yes, we know that uh, we could get re- it's feasible we could be relegated, and it's very feasible we cannot be relegated when we don't deserve it because the division is really, really tight. But we've just played one of the nine to ten easiest home games of the season, and we have lost that. There are no positives to take from that because we played the ball around a bit nicely in the first 30 minutes how it's tin pot, mate, to go an acceptable positive from losing a game where the team had no real appetite to attack us or have the ball was, oh, didn't, didn't we pass the ball around well for 30 minutes? That's, that's, that, if we're going to celebrate those kinds of returns, then we will bloody get relegated. Awkward silence there. Well, I've
1: just <laughs> absolutely- <laughs> I just think you've got to take it the other way. That without an incredible, what's the word? Ninety seconds is a bit of word against Norwich. That two 0 lead at half time would look precarious. Like it's it's fine margins. I'm not saying had, that we means you a, shouldn't we, criticize. We gave the ourselves board.
2: a chance, mate. What I would think is if we had a strategy where we gave ourselves a chance of winning, we could we could give ourselves a chance of winning and lose because all the shots might not go in and we get caught on the break we gave ourselves no real substantive chance of winning the game in the second half yesterday. I'm not going to hear and say the first half was rubbish. It's not as good as what... It's not a it's not a great return for a for a home park performance against lower half opposition these days to have a positive 30 minutes and no points. But it was better in the first half and something goes in off somebody's arse. Great, we're a goal in front and Millwall's... You know, as much as Millwall are good at holding on to Leeds, it doesn't look like they're great at getting back from them but that didn't work you know so should we, like archie said we're not it's nil nil at that point and at that point there didn't need to be a change but it needed to be a reflection of what we need to do here to create one to two xg against a team that we might construct we're going to need to again X, apology for people who hate the xg but we're going to need to create one to two particularly in home matches because we can't stop goals going in
1: this this is where we agree this is completely where we agree which is the biggest, I see the biggest challenge for us this season now, is it 10 games? Still can't count. Um, in mm-hmm. Is breaking down stubborn defences. I think everything else is secondary to that. I think we've got a chance on the counter. I think we've got a chance of people scoring with their arse. I think we've got a chance of other teams not turning up. But it is hard not to conclude from this, from Preston, even from Bristol City, if you take the, the, the formation change out of it, if someone just really tries to stop us playing... We kind of struggle, really struggle. Mm-hmm.
2: It happened that it happened in League One, didn't it? And it took. Somebody said next to me, we got Wickham yesterday, which actually I, I thought Millwall. I'm not, you know, there weren't nine out of ten performances. For Millwall It was a good, solid performance. I'd be very happy with how it went, but um, you know, it wasn't quite wicked. You know, it wasn't. They, they didn't really time waste that much. They they won they won the football match in a fair and square way, but being a bit aggressive. There's, there's, with, we can yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to entertain this idea that it was anti football or whatever. They, did, they, they came and did what they want to do. And to be honest, if I was in charge of, and Preston did this to us, you guys remember as well. If I'm a team now, I'm Michael Duff, I've just watched that. It's going to be difficult because Swansea play a certain way. But if anybody plays remotely like Millwall now and they've got to come down and play us, I'll go, Argo, you have the ball. You have the ball because if actually, if we set up to not have the ball, I don't really think you're going to do that much with it where we come out of our spells, where the other team wants the ball and we're good at regains and making advantage of the spaces that they haven't had time to uh, defend against. That looked like any other manager will watch what Millwall just did and went, well, there you go. That's how you do it. Because, And and, and it's not because, if, if that had been a 1-0 win and Argyle had had lots of shots at goal and they got away with it, I don't think anybody's got the right to look at that and think that's a credible way to play at home park. But they're like, well, why don't you just do that? Because until they get to eighty minutes, they're not going to do anything.
0: So, I mean, we started off by saying no one's to blame. I think Tom's—you're you're putting the blame at someone's door. And that's the manager's door. And I'd, if anyone or the coaching staff, um, what should he have done?
2: Uh, well, I suppose when. I, You're semi right in that conclusion, mate, because I thought the strategy was wrong. I can't look around at any individual performance and say that anybody did that badly. I didn't think anybody did did great, but I don't think I think the front. I think to jump in Um, the front
0: three weren't great. Hardy, Whitaker, first half. I thought even when we were playing, all right. I don't think those two were great at all. But
2: I think they. I think, but it looked like the game plan was to pass the ball and wait for gaps, and, and there weren't any, and when they weren't coming, they didn't really have it. You guys would have seen it on TV. It was being knocked around. When they got to one side and there was no gap, they, they went back around. Plegathello was one of our best attackers because he picked the ball up from centre-half no. and darted through. He was one of the only players doing it. Him and Jordan Elton were great yesterday. But, um, you know, there we are. We've just lost a game, and we're saying the man of the match is our is our defensive midfielder and our centre-half. Um, what would he have done different? I, I think uh, we had Peter Saundry on who identified that Ryan, and we know this guy, so Ryan Hardy doesn't, isn't effective against low, low lines. Low. Uh, so I would have changed that a bit quicker. There was a very confusing substitution where he wanted to get Bundu on and keep Mumba in, in, in wide position. So he sacrificed Whitaker for Butcher, which I can't, work out for love the money Whitaker didn't need seven minutes of rest we were at that point we were gambling because it was so late in the game and we hadn't really created chances we needed to gamble on whatever scraps we could get we took our best player off didn't didn't work for me um, some subs at the end which completely threw me and again just quite late we've got to win the game and and I saw people complaining about the refereeing decision you know it was clear foul but you know that's not in our control guys this is a very hot topic in football at the minute but referees can be rubbish yeah and they can give howlers yeah I mean um, just to
0: jump in a substitution that, Bundu and Kundal came on the 72nd minute and then I think Mumba was then put back into a fullback position and Mustafa, Mustafa replaced Bali if you're following me up front in the, mm. and then Kundal replaced adam randall and that i was kind of on b- board with but it lasted for 10 minutes and then he changed it again with butch coming on for morgan whittaker which is um was it, yeah as you kind of referred to a real real head scratcher truly bizarre As um, i mean I, whose
2: movement created whose movement created the only real chance of the half yeah. if
0: i'm being honest okay he missed it but i mean nobody else would have been there and then ben wayne and Tariq Wright. i mean i, I think i said it on the last pod Oh, i don't know if i said it privately i don't know how they're meant to make an impression with these cameos off the bench with minutes to go when we are just pumping it and clearly out of ideas i don't know how they meant how, how they're meant to benefit us or themselves to be honest from that um so the substitutions yeah. really baffled me and i mean i mean i guess in that butcher one the only thing is he's very versatile and he what he was basically our one center back was for the last ten minutes. So I kind of get it from that perspective that he's really versed pretty a good player to have on the pitch in that uh, situation when you're kind of throwing the kitchen sink at them and you leave him behind. But Tariq Wright and Ben Wayne coming on with ninety on, on the ninetieth minute. If I'm them, if I'm them, the nail, if I'm them, I'm thinking my days are over here. To be honest, I can't like if that's we're playing as poorly as we were in an attacking sense. And I'm the only attacker on the bench and I'm being brought on in the 90th minute and Matt Butcher is coming on before me. I mean, I'm checking out flights to Wellington mm. in the morning.
2: <laughs> I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't. I think that where you hit the nail on the head, what I was trying to say there, mate, is it's it's late. It was, the, the changes were late. And where I was going with the, where people getting upset about the red card, oh, what should have been the red card would have just stopped it going 2-0. Look, the best thing that happens there is he gets a, he gets a, we get a foul and we may be with a complete fluke which is a, so what we're complaining about to that referee is, Oh, you stopped us maybe getting a draw, which you guys know with my, my view on the sort of one to three point, um, jeopardy is that, that I, I don't care about that. The changes were all late. I agree with you on, uh, right. And Wayne Archie, although Ben Wayne had a, uh, had an opportunity where it came to his feet and he decided to take three touches rather than two. Yeah, so yeah. I hear what you're saying, but that was, there was a, there was a chance there. Um, it was it was late at 85 minutes it was we wanted to score two goals yeah let's bear in mind nobody wants to lose a game I don't want to bang a drum that I've banged so many times again and again but we get a point big whoop yeah we need to win home games we're averaging about well, two points every five away games at the moment, right? That may change. So we're going to pick about 10 points up away from home. That means we need to win 40-ish points at home. We need to win lots of home matches. And we're against a team who is not Leicester. It's not Leeds. It's not Southampton. It's not Ipswich, who've got to come here yet. Yeah. The same our fans we turn around, oh, what a good point that was, right? So we've already written off six, seven, eight, nine points across a handful of games at home against teams that we're playing. And we're in at the we we're at the 70th minute. Shoey's at the 70th minute against Millwall, 1-0 down. You need to score two goals. Yet yeah, he needs to do something to have a chance of scoring two goals. Now, if that means I'm gonna have to be a bit more open at the back then fine. But like you said, I, I think what you had Archie was this amalgamation of half ideas across substitutions that failed to do what he kind of wanted at the end where you've got Whittaker's come off to get butcher on because of some positional reason or some benefit of that. Then that doesn't work. So butcher goes to send a half. Pleggy, our best player comes off. Scar stays on oddly. And, and, and you've got right and Wayne on and Whittaker's not on the pitch. and, he kind of half got to a gung ho strategy between minutes seventy and ninety, no, and I that 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 I can't get round. I'm not quite sure. Oh, you know, what Archie, story, Archie is at that point.
1: He's gone full free chat GPT. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like it's like all our worst fans in one robot. It's, I, it's it it was it was. It was, it, was a, it was a really poor second half. It was. I think on another day. The, I mean, for me, the bit around that tackle was forget the result as a standalone decision was breathtaking, Like right? yeah. In the way the modern game runs. So call it 1-0 with a...
0: Yeah, I mean, Millwall, def- in the Millwall definitely did have their share of luck. Didn't they? they should have had a man sent off and they shouldn't have had a second goal. So I get that. But the thing is, I mean, we're t- whatever, 25 minutes in. There's genuine cause for concern and we're not even at the end of it. This will cheer you up. Corners, what the hell are they? Like, what's going on? <laughs> like flipping it, It's just like, it's bringing years off my life. And then and, and Shui said in the, in the but, post-match sorry, conference I was that. that they're better. They're marginally better, but like, they're staying in play now, so I guess that's better. Are they?
2: Was he? Was he talking about Bobby's garden, or was he talking about the corners that we actually take? <laughs> <laughs> the, the
1: corners are the most extreme example of being up against an organised defence, aren't they? Really, you're given you're given the ball out wide against a team that can set up to try and stop you scoring. Mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a symptom of a similar cause, which is maybe there's no one, you know, there's no one six foot nine that's going to win every header. There's no We are a little one-dimensional, but our one-dimension is extremely good when it works. Our one-dimension is probably incredibly good to watch, and when it flows, it flows. When it doesn't,
0: it can come unstuck. In fairness, I mean, I went for a bit ranty there. In fairness, they kind of worked, but then it was, you know, as blazing into the Devonport, and then you're really starting to have that feeling, crikey, it's just not going to be our day. So we worked into a good position from those short corners once or twice, and then it just, we fluffed it to put it politely
2: I, I the corners thing has come a character my thing on the corners is it's an observation over time uh, they've almost become a caricature of themselves every time we take one but yeah yesterday when there's 10, 10 bodies in the box who are very good defending I, I actually think you know a traditional sort of hump uh, lump it to a big center half set piece would wouldn't have been the right thing it was definitely to try and uh, pull pull the team apart you know but so I was with the short corners just, you know, whatever. you know when guys, people say like how Peter Crouch doesn't look like he should have been a footballer. For a very good football team last year, we were an incredible football team last year. We're a good football team now. Has there ever been such a wider gap between how good a football team is in general and how terrible they are at their own attacking set pieces as this current Plymouth-Argyle side? You know, we don't we don't look like a good football team, does it Because when we play, when we give a corner, pressed. I'm convinced that Ryan Lowe's strategy against us was to let us have corners as uh-huh. a means of starting their attacks.
1: <laughs> I said that the other week, and I, I think it's, it's Here is what surprises me, and again, supreme tactician. Either Bundu is less fit than he looks, or there is. There's something in me that says, why is he not thrown into the mix earlier? Because he really looks like he can play the game. He had that one chance that went like a rocket and could have dropped to somebody pinged, else. Um, the, the obvious 1980s grew up just watching football without understanding tactics in me says, him as some kind of target man would seem like an option that might also bring in a Ben Wade. If Hardy's not working, is it just too soon for him to do that? Because he looks, looks like he can play the game. He really does.
2: Oh, I'd like to have seen him a lot earlier this time. Mate. Again, on the piece of, we know Ryan, we've got Ryan Hardy's number, don't we? I love Ryan. He's been brilliant this season. And even at his, and even at his short game where, where he's, you know, where he, some of the stuff that I didn't realize were his strengths. He's been really good at this season. He's been making a real pain in the ass of himself, but he he played really well yesterday. His skills, running is Ryan Hardy's best skill, by the way. It's not his finishing. It's not his bit running and covering ground, and it, and I mean that when he's defending as well. His 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 closing down and pressing, even when he's out on his own, he's really good. But he needed a bone thrown last night because he had you know he was playing a back, He was the one lone striker against a bank of five. It was very hard, and we know that that's not his cup of tea. Now, I don't know Bundu's um, – we haven't got Bundu's measure on on that kind of stuff yet. So there's a bit of – the gambler in me wants to do something a bit different. It's very wild cardish but we know that Ryan is not suited to that. And then Ryan's getting more minutes where it's looking like he's not contributing and stuff, where I just don't think that was his th- – we knew that last year against Port Vale. We knew that last year against Fleetwood. Yeah, he's now playing better opposition and uh, come back to you, come back to your free chat remark, mate, which I've not forgotten. Um, uh, I'm finding it harder to take because this division, I don't underestimate how hard the task is where um, the odds are against us in stature, budget, playing resource all of those things. We don't need to make things, we don't need to be the architects of our own downfall. We've got good sides who we're not going to be able to beat, who are going to do that for us. When we've got a chance to be in control of matters, that's the bit that really hurts. When we scored against Hull, and then from that moment on, they dominated the game, you know, that's a, that's a team that's got the ball and I feel that they're going to score all the time. As we're, What we've seen is uh, when we're at home and the away team gets the goal first, they don't need to worry like we did at Whole at City. Um, and that's a concern because that's on us to come up with an idea of how to get it. And, yeah, look, Shui's right with his plan A and plan B, but there clearly needs to be a plan C here, doesn't
0: it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. I'm not feeling much better, I've got to say. 30 minutes in, I'm feeling.
1: Well, let, I'll tell you what. Let's, let's change gears a bit, and maybe we should have done this up front. What will be remembered in 10 years' time, even for those of those that watched it on TV, the matter in the ground, will not be a poor 2nd half performance against Millwall. Everything that happened yesterday, from the walk from Fowey to the way that that was handled in the ground, to the minutes applause, to the response of both sets of fans, to the way they stopped the game, is a remark... We are... It's a community team, still, you know, playing in the championship, and it, it really reminded me yesterday two things. You both know it wasn't like, it's not too long ago now that my dad died, and there's two things that he used to say that reminded me of yesterday. One, when I was playing football, he was like, you know, no one, no one will remember when you lost. But yeah, good point. But I've lived a life without ambition, but you know, I'm from Plymouth, um, and then the second thing. He used to say counterintuitive to that every time I went to Argyle was, that was bloody awful. (laughs) To me, it kind of sums up (laughs) what we talked about before. Like, are we allowed to be negative or not? But I do think there's something in that. Yesterday should be remembered as a fitting, brilliant memorial to someone that obviously lived and breathed the game. And yeah, we lost 2-0, but life's too short.
0: Oof. Mate, I would hug you if I could get on a plane to Miami. <laughs> yeah, maybe I, we, <laughs> I, I'm not sure. You should have. I'm it. not sure you should have said that at the beginning because it would have ended the pod. I'm gonna, Tom, <laughs> there's no way Tom could have gone on his rant about. Yeah, so.
2: you better. I, I was meant to. I'm meant to be crying less, not more. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Oh, back.
1: Anyway, no, well- Back to Callum Wright. What did he get up to yesterday? Oh, yeah. It's No, it's well. I, 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 I believe that there was. There was also like there was some you know late in Orient. Tragedy happened there. It's like I think we should always bear in mind that what we're doing in terms of our results needs to go up against what we built as a footballing institution, yeah. and that's why we care. No, you,
0: no you.
2: yes, mate. Uh, that's a that's a really good that's a really good way of putting it. Um, I think we've built. I've just bottled. I think we've just bottled this up a little bit. We have worked so hard to get to a certain point, and. I get what you're saying, mate, but it is loosely linked to the feeling around the club is a lot better when we win, and we've had a lot of hard times. And obviously, things are more important than football. But um, yesterday was the first time relegation, guys, be a disaster. Okay, within the within within the within the relativity of how important football is, but you know, we've it'd be really hard to get back. And for the first time yesterday, I thought I, 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 I've, I've, the club has been so well run and the football's been great and the feeling in the stadium i saw a couple of tweets about this the the vibe in the stadium getting a knock I, I, i'm not having that the, the plymouth, it's unbelievable to be at plymouth argo at home park on a match day at the moment um and hence why they could sell it twice over if they could um it's made me feel invincible and yesterday i got the opportunity to check myself and thought mm, actually we're not and that's why it hurts a little bit but um yeah i hear all that stuff mate football's about uh, uh, many important things but i want to share many many more of, of those moments and I, I think going back down after one year would absolutely break me
0: Crikey. i can i can i can picture mark lovell walking the hills of bavaria shaking his head muttering top six top <laughs> six um <laughs> yeah no i i think we'll leave it there Tom, I, to be honest, I agree with it. everything you've said, which makes for a nice change. Um, yeah, I think there are genuine <laughs> reasons for concern. However, I'm aware, I'm trying to summarise here, I'm aware that I think yesterday was a bit of a perfect storm. Uh, you know, the cards fell very nicely for Millwall. Um, but Shui's subs still baffle me. Now, I am would happily hold my hands up, I'm sure. There's plenty of thought gone into them. I just don't get it. Um, so, maybe it's better to phrase it like that. Um, yeah, and Chris, I think that was lovely what you said, mate. And it's really important to note it was a big day yesterday right. um, in terms of Very, what great. went on. Um, we haven't said anything thus far on the pod, but um, yeah, I think you put it perfectly. Uh, turning our attention to Swansea, I think, Chris, I think you mentioned it as well, mate. That it's not, yeah, it's not certainly what I would like to be coming to town. Um, I don't think, uh, yeah. I'd like a strug- yeah, like a struggling bigun like Norwich. That's what we want to play for now until eternity. Um,
2: well, they play football. We play football,
0: Swansea. True. True.
2: Um, so I'm not sure. Michael Duff sat there. He was at the ground last night. I'm not sure. Or was he? They could do. I'm not sure they could do that if they tried.
1: Um, I-, I would agree with that. And also, the if you're a Swansea fan and you're looking at our record. At home, you'd be like, "Well, there's no way that's happening twice." You know, the statistical anomaly happened the week before, so we're going to be on the end of a hammering. So, against all normal precaution, I've got a funny feeling we might bounce back and bounce back big.
0: We normally do, don't we? Um, we normally do. It's, I mean, I mean, we have to. Let's be honest. We blooming well have to. It's a huge game, a lot of pressure. And I'm... I'd be interested to see the um, I'd be interested to see the stat, mate. Sorry, cut, crop. But I mean, it's what was what was interesting about
2: last night, just about the Millwall once more. Is Shrews' analysis was very philosophical. It wasn't the response I wanted, considering the one he dished out Bristol City. But um, he was like, "Well, we we went back to the four at the back because we knew Millwall weren't going to have the ball, and we wanted extra attackers want the ball." And it felt like, "Well, we've let them dictate. We we've gone and played a game that they want us to play." why why have we got it why have they way well, go have the ball if they don't want the ball mm-hmm. we've we've set up a we've just had two really good performances in a formation which doesn't rely much on the ball but we've let them say this is how we're going to play and that suits them and they won the game because we played out a game that they exactly they wanted us to have so we're going to go and play a completely different team now we know our vulnerabilities from the game we've just had and i, I would really invite shuey to set how the game's... This is our patch. We're going to play it how we think we're going to win this game. Not we want to play how we think we're going to win this game. This idea of, well, Millwall don't have the ball, so let's have the ball and let's see that work. It just played right into their trap, didn't it? So coming back to your point, mate, about... um, I, I want to say, without any guilt, of a guy that I love has got the majority of things right in his football club. His strategy against Millwall was the wrong strategy and it looked... And, and, and the opportunities to change that were missed. And... We now go into a game against Swansea where we're sort of, you know, the proverbial game of chess between him and Michael Duff, who he knows obviously come up against him with Barnsley. Um, He's got a decision to make. And I would invite Plymouth Argyle to do what they think is right, not um, allowing the opposition to play to their
0: strengths. Yeah? I agree. I agree. Um, We'll leave it there, folks. We'll leave it there until Sunday. Let's hope for better things on Saturday. Um, Chris, thanks for joining us. Pleasure. Yeah, Tom. Cheers, mate.
2: Chin up. Cheers, mate. Hoping from hoping for a more positive. Uh, by the way, predictions, Swansea. I think we're going to. Oh yeah. Courtney. Oh
0: crikey! Sorry. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> oh, nil nil.
1: One nil goal off Hardy's ass. In case you edit what I said earlier.
0: <laughs> Definitely editing that out. Right. Thanks for listening, everybody, and take it easy. And yeah, best of luck for Swansea.